disguise my voice. Oh my god. See, the thing is, though, but honey, she's not, what she's not gonna do, she's not gonna tell the people then why her voice is like that. <laughs> so what she should just do, she should just be quiet. Speak. I feel like you're bringing it out, maybe, Lydia. Maybe she, maybe she should just talk about it. I feel like she should. Maybe you should just not say it. Yeah, you. If your voice was a problem, you know, you would say, "Oh, I'm ill. Sorry, guys." My voice. Okay, I'm ill. I'm ill. But you're not ill. But you're not. I'm ill. I feel like people lose their voices sometimes when they shout and stuff or whatever. She, she's we're talking re- about casual she's sex. Really trying. <laughs> I'm just saying. She's really trying. It. We are going to be talking about intercourse, um, casual sex, and we have Hannah. Or oh, actually, do you want to be anonymous? I don't know. No. Um. Well, I haven't been allowed. To I can. I don't mind talking about it, but I just won't say anyone's no, name. No, I mean in terms about. of your oh, name. No, no. Like, can I um, say your name, Hannah? No, oh, no, it's Hannah. Hannah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, we're not going to do government. Yeah. I thought we were going to say her Twitter yeah. name. Don't call me like, Jane or anything. Like, I'm okay like, to be Hannah, but... Yeah, no, like, I didn't mean like the full middle middle name and surname. I just thought Twitter say, name. Of, yeah. She, okay, cool. So we have my friend Hannah. Hey. Um, and we brought her on just so that she can talk to us about her experience of casual sex because it was very interesting to hear how she's kind of open to things that maybe I'm not open to or like uh-uh. I'm open to things that she's not open to. Mm. So... Want to get into it because yes, three women talking about it. I remember we had, <sighs> you know, that's my that's you know my Bresky, yeah, and he doesn't listen to the podcast, so he, I can cast him out if I want to. This okay, is my cool. place to do it. So we did have a, in, back in July when we were once a month. Um, we had a friend come and talk about relationship. It should have just been about sex, to be honest. I feel yeah. like because yeah. it, it ended up being quite heteronormative and very 100. much like this is a guy superficial right? yeah. and very superficial super, it was like listening very to back chat <laughs> it, it was, was literally like back chat you I'm should so, actually he should actually like, audition yeah aspiring you know actor you know what's so jokes my friend or some girl that i used to go to work with well, she's, yeah, she's my friend as well um she recorded him talking about like the different subcultures of black people and it went viral what it's not like six it's got like 600 um oh retweets a thousand likes he should be on back chat oh my god <laughs> that's my but it, i feel like it goes viral because he talks shit no it wasn't a good one it, was, it wasn't about relationships it was interesting he was talking about the different types <clears throat> of people of black people in london you have the okay. artsy type you have the dons and divas and the neeks it was good oh, okay cool. it was actually like yeah okay, interesting. Cool, fair enough. yeah um, Stormzy so. though Can we just qu- Quickly before we start I Yeah his. What do you think of his album I know it came out Last week when we were Supposed to be recording But you know Okay so first um, Big Fear Boots Came out the video Yeah Before the album Loved it And I wasn't a fan Of Stormzy mm-hmm. But that song Kind of made me feel like I can't doubt him anymore I haven't heard this album like, By the I, way I'm not gonna lie I'm just gonna listen to you guys Wait mm-hmm. have you Have you heard Big Fear Boots though I haven't heard anything Really? I'm so late with everything. But anyway, anyway tell me about it. Big for your boots. I won't lie. I was a bit like, you're rhyming boots four times. Like, do diversify your <laughs> rap skills a little bit. Kendrick being my twin and everything. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, you need to diversify. But but, it, but it's Stormzy. Like, what? 
like no, but the rest of the album. Some of the album was sick. Like Lay Me Bear, that was a jam. Well, not oh a no, I lo- yeah, but I love like, that one. That was a oh, really interesting, introspective. Yeah, track. I love that one. But um, I wasn't as so. There are some songs that I listen to: Big for Your Boots, mm. Hundred Bags, Lay Me Bear, Cigarettes and Kush. That's my jam. I love Kalani comes from with the vocals, and even Lily Allen's in there. It sounds it's not like Lily it, Allen. It is, is it's Kalani and Lily Allen. Then wh- he really tried it by only putting Kalani's know, name on there. Though. I don't are know you why. sure? No, one, honestly. You can go on a Twitter, it's Lily Allen. But you can even, yeah. Yeah, but after thought Kalani part. was just faking the fuck, like changing her accent. Oh, nah, it's Lily Allen. He really tried it. Why wouldn't you put Lily I Allen know. on the feature list? I don't know. But my tune was, um, I like Return of the Rucksack. It reminded me of being in year nine, like listening to Grammys oh. from by myself. <laughs> and um, Blinded by Your Grace Part 2. Oh, I wasn't feeling that. Yeah, because you, yeah, I know. But for me, just oh. remind me. <laughs> You know why? It's because you know when we speak, spoke about chance in the yeah. first episode, oh, yeah. you said she wasn't feeling it for oh, the same yeah, reason. So yeah. I wasn't expecting you to yeah. be the biggest fan of it. But, but even even part one, like when he's just singing, I, like I wasn't feeling him trying to have like a deep moment, acapella singer moment type of thing. I wasn't feeling that. Oh. And uh, yeah, I was only so basically I'm only feeling a handful of songs in this new album. But I respect it. I respect him, and I'm happy for him because of his story. Are we talking about Chance or are we talking about Stormzy? Stormzy. <laughs> yeah. and I, I, do, I do feel Stormzy is on his way to making a really great album. Yeah, though. definitely. I think he's that got as well. the, he's like got he's the bare bones. Yeah, he's got the yeah, bare definitely. bones. He definitely doesn't just listen to grime or just road rap. Like he yeah. listens to a lot of music, so yeah, that's important. But yeah, I'm happy for him. I just as a whole album, it's not something I'm going to be replaying. Really? Um, yeah, not the whole album. There's like a few songs. Mm-hmm. So. Even though I haven't heard this album, I feel like the it's meant to talk to a certain kind of audience. Um, with the whole thing about um, him, his house being broken into by the police. Yeah. Um, it's meant to be speaking to a certain audience and meant to be uplifting them. So I think that maybe if it doesn't speak to everyone, okay. that's the whole great. thing about him being but broken into the police. Right. I was talking to some people at uni about this. It's it's not cool, but no, like I don't know why you want to move to Chelsea. Like wouldn't you expect it a little bit like there are nice air there are nice not in chelsea though but black people live in chelsea no i know i know but okay maybe okay maybe i'm sounding ignorant but me personally <laughs> me personally i wouldn't be like yo i really want to move to chelsea just because i can afford it mm. just personally you know what the problem is when you when you make it out of the hood or whatever the typical story of once yeah. you make it you have to move because people know your business now yeah. you can't be staying there you're gonna get robbed yeah it's true so that's the, the thing though but chelsea though like, i was just like like there are other nice and uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Na- na- sorry they're nicer areas he's trying to say why did you leave the hood well, he no, because he could have left Fort Heath, but why did he go there? But that like suggests that you can only be yourself in your own area. You can't branch out past. I mean, me personally, I don't need. I don't need to live in Chelsea personally. But yeah. I mean, it, to, you know what? He, he, I'm not saying that his house should have been broken into, but. It feels yeah, you, like you're not me, surprised, basically. I'm not surprised, and it feels like to me, yeah, like you said, you know, you make it big, and then you go and move to the most expensive area because you can. You know what I mean? It not just, because it you can, but it's also a safety thing. I'm not saying you have to move to Chelsea, but you can't stay in a place like Thorne Heath when you're Stormzy and people know your business, yeah. you know the community. Yeah, it's true. And unfortunately, I personally don't trust people. So even though the community respects you, whatever, you are going to get those characters who are going to try and rob you. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. Anyway, so sex. 
Anyway. And it's just on it. Okay, I'm here for it. not so. I'm not here for Stormzy and for. <laughs> All right, that's true. I'm right, here go for ahead. intercourse. I have had positive and negative experiences with casual sex. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the negative ones have been like quite obvious, as in like really bad sex. Can we first talk about the negative? About like like you want details or no, like get into the negative yeah. of your experiences because obviously a lot of people talk about casual sex and like should women be doing it or not basically. Um, I think okay first with that question I think all women and all people in general should have had at least one experience with a casual sex partner and I say that mm-hmm. because I think it really teaches you that the difference between having sex with someone you like yes. and the attachment thing. And having sex with someone who is a a really good sexual partner, but is boring as fuck. And I will not lie about that because I've had sex with someone who is boring. As a person. Boring as a person, but the sex is lovely. Like, lovely. I love how you call sex lovely. (laughs) (laughs) It's so deep that it's lovely. (laughs) She'd be like, oh, Tara, it was so nice. Like, who describes sex as nice? Well, how do you no, describe sex? It's nice, though, because sometimes it's not everyday. Like, exactly, it's not everyday. It's not everyday flap. Not everyday this. Sometimes it's nice. Sometimes you want to relax into it. Sometimes yeah. you just want to, like. But then you can use other adjectives. Yeah, like, but nice is a good I feel like nice is a good word. Thank sometimes. you, like, Lydia. Describing, <laughs> it, it depends on the type of sex you're having. Sometimes some sex is just nice. Like nice. It was nice, but it makes you feel like I'm, I'm doing a, like goods. a warm little wiggle because yeah, that's like what it makes me feel like. Like my goods. eyes are closed and, ones, like, mm, you and you're like, that. whoa, like you shiver a little bit. Like it was nice. <laughs> like a Amen. Warm, like a warm, warm summer breeze. It's just <laughs> okay. Your I, sex is I like just, a warm summer breeze. Don't you like that sound? Doesn't that sound yeah, nice? Okay, it's cool. Nice, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Right? Yeah. And so yeah, so the. The, I like. I think everyone should be having an experience of casual sex because it really teaches you that difference in the motion. I think, mm. and I'm talking about good casual sex because the bad ones I'm talking about. I don't know if you guys have had this. What do you mean when you have casual sex and the actual sex is bad or the person? A mixture of the two. So when I say actual sex is bad, I mean like no skill, no skill, finishing quickly. Mm. Kissing me up, touching my nostrils with your lips, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, really Sorry? kissing. Big kisses. Big kisses all around my face, but just too much. Yeah. Slobbering. Oh, not touching no. you, That's what I mean. Like, not touching in the right way that someone, yeah. would, someone who knows you would touch yeah. you. That's what I mean by bad casual sex. But I think even those experiences are good because it, like, the bad experiences and just having sex with someone who you're not into, but it's just about the physical side is good because it teaches you about what you like on a physical level like it makes you focus on just the sex and what you like um sexually but i think you can do that with someone you like it doesn't not necessarily someone you're like super in love don't you think it's a lot harder to meet someone you like though because it's a lot harder to meet someone you connect with yes and it's a lot easier to find someone you connect with sexually yeah but i do think if it's with someone you like if you've never if you've never experienced the casual sex when it's like just physical you what you think you like in the bedroom may be a bit biased because it's like with that person mm. it's not as animalistic like i'm not into this guy but i like this to happen i like xyz to be done to me but because if you're i feel like if you're just in tune with your with your body and with yourself mm. you'll know if they're doing something that even if you like them if he's doing something that you don't like you'll you'll be like nah i don't know i don't know obviously 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 and if he does stuff that you do like you know you like it and obviously even though we are talking about sex with people sex with yourself does teach you 
what you I do am. and don't like. Yeah, to, to a degree, <laughs> to a degree. It does. It re- no, no, it, it does. For real, like you just, you get to know your body quite well. I'm not saying what you're saying is wrong. Yeah. But there's, there is that option. And you also wouldn't know what level of orgasm you could reach yeah. if you weren't reaching it with yourself. I, I my level of fitness with myself is not as big as when a guy does it though. I think you're not doing I'm, it right to be sure. I'm not way around. I was going to say, yeah, because you know exactly what needs to happen um, at that moment. Okay, I need to do this instead of this thing no, I'm doing now. No, it's because I'm not into it that much. Does that make sense? Like, I can't, like, when I masturbate, I can't get into it on that level of, like, taking myself to that type of level of orgasm because I'm, the, the thought of masturbating is not that, are you watching porn or are you like having a like a do I imagination? Wanna, I don't know if I want to voice this. I don't know if I want like to. No, I don't. But I'm wanna. saying if you are, maybe change it to your imagination because you yes, can do whatever yeah, you want in your yeah, head. Yeah, it's all up there. Yeah, you get. Yeah, but don't I never. Rely on no, you. but I have. I have done the imagination thing. Imagination sex. Yeah. Whoa. No, I've done that, but it's, good. it's at the end of the day. In my head, I'm very conscious of the fact that there's no guy and I'm doing this to myself. So That's, you have to get yourself for out me, of that point out of that. I mean, but for me, masturbation is not like a thing of like, oh, I'm exploring my body. It's more like I can't sleep or <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait. You masturbate because you can't no, sleep. I'll be honest. I do sometimes. No, it's just like, it's girls. Where it's just like, <laughs> it's the ones where you, it's just been a very stressful week. Yeah, you're or like, just get with it. Or no, you, don't you ever get to or, when you're on your way home and you're like you, saving. The or store. you actually want someone who you can't have or you haven't had them and it's just making you. <laughs> no, nah, I wouldn't. I would. I would actually. I would like wait. I wouldn't do it then. But like, yeah. I, I mean, mean, when you like it pulls up and it's like I need to calm down and I need to make sure like I'm not gonna act out to this person or say shit to them. So in order to behave with them, <laughs> I need to sort of behave. Wait, do you, when you have sex, like in general, are you like masturbating and help, helping the situation along? Because I know people that do that too. No, what do you I mean? don't. So like they're having sex with their partner and also they're t- touching themselves at I the don't, same time. I don't, I don't do that. Sometimes. But not, in a, do but I. not in a... I would never do that. Wait, I just never it doesn't have. come to you to do, do that. Okay, I don't, but I think some people do. And I, I would be interested in trying that. But hang on, this is like very like on a technical level. Do you <laughs> mean when he's penetrating you and then you play with your clit? Yeah. yeah oh, basically. sometimes, yeah. But sometimes I, I kind of lose the like the thought to do it. Yeah, same. Like I want to do it and then I'm like, okay, right, there's other shit going on. There's other shit right, going on. Like, like, me, just do I, this. Me, honestly, I'm not really thinking that much. I'm just... You just in I think I'm way alone. too much. My, but my, for me, like the clit is very important in terms of mm-hmm. um, like sexual pleasure and like even orgasming and stuff. Because I know a lot of women are very different, but for me, that's I all like, that, I'm not right. going to detail it, but the clit is very important for me. I feel like it should be important for most women. Mm-hmm. I feel like the ones I, who it's not important to, you just don't know. Yeah. Well, I can't, I don't think I can, well, I haven't been able to come from penetrative sex alone. So I can only come when clit shit is going oh, on. Oh, you just getting into it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm really it's honest. My okay. Here's this no. Be honest. Okay. <laughs> no, no one knows me. No one knows me here. So they only know you okay. guys. Yeah. She I'm doesn't just listen anyway. But if she by if she by accident is, I'm actually I don't know what's gonna happen to me. <laughs> to be fair, no I'm one knows me. I'm Hannah. Herself. I'm also white and ginger. So <laughs> you won't know me from the road. She's not. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> white and ginger. <laughs> It's interesting. I feel like my my experience and perspective is quite different to you because you guys because I've just I just don't, I, I just don't see it happening for me having a real that just purely casual partner because mm. 
for me, what ends up happening is it turns into a like a situationship kind of situation where because the person is cool because I can't really be attracted to someone who I can't talk to even mm. sexually. Like you might be buff, but like there's not this like yo like I'm feeling something and they're feeling something. So we have to be able to talk. So then even if it's casual, you end up kind of getting tricked into having feelings for them because you're sleeping with them two, three, four times a week. And it's just like, it, it, I'm just personally, I'm like, you know what? I don't think it's for me. It, like based on the, we spoke about religion last I think time. if you try it. I really don't think Just it once is. because I do think it will teach you so much more about your body. And I know it's like, like, oh yeah, but I know my body well. But I just think it teaches you another level. I can't explain it. Like I have had, I still some I, long. Do you know anyone that you think is hot but you don't fancy? Like, do you know anyone you think you're really hot, but I wouldn't want to spend too much time talking to you? No. Oh right. Really? There is an animal. Like we are all animals, and I think all of us have the ability to have the animal instinct of just like the see, meeting a person, not liking their personality, but there's something animal inside of you that's like, but I want to have sex with you. I don't know why, but I really want to have sex with you. And then when you do have sex on that type of foundation, it's so physical that it teaches you so much more about your body on a very physical level because it's not, it doesn't include emotions and mm. oh, I really like him. Like when that's included, obviously it's amazing. Whatever you teach, like the two people who really like each other will teach each other so much about each other's bodies. But there's something more, and I can't explain it, like more animalistic about the casual sex with someone you don't like as a person. Because I've experienced casual sex with someone when I was, well, never mind, not, not that age. <laughs> <laughs> when you're, you're, when you're a young spring chicken. <laughs> you're you're so so you was legal though, so you can say the age. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been in the situation where I was in a casual, not a situation trip, but it was so physical. Like it went on for a couple of months, which I think is quite long for a casual yeah. sex thing. And um I didn't even know that much about him because like, we would literally meet up and do the thing and that was it and like sometimes yeah it would be a cuddling situation but even in those cuddling moments it wasn't like pillow talk it was just I don't know like listening to music and whatever but it was very but obviously because I wasn't into him as a person I didn't really like him as a person to be honest even because of that it was very like when we were having sex it was so it was all it was because it was all about the physical act and not about him expressing how much he likes me it was just about pleasing each other on a very physical level it just honestly like that that situation actually taught me a lot about sex to be honest and about what i like and stuff like that can i ask if you guys have had one night no, stand? i've never had a one i night keep forgetting time. but i have but i keep forgetting about it because it was so insignificant and it was re- and it was really sh- no it's, it's whatever i yeah i'm not i'm not into it though i've had just two and i have not enjoyed any of them and i think maybe we should make a definite distinction between one night stands and it's right in my nose man one night stands and Why casual sex the green again please quickly um oh there you go yeah, back. Okay. oh <laughs> um between one night stands and casual sex because um, I think that one night stands is really considered something that's completely about your body and like it's even less about your body because you don't even know the person that you're sleeping with it's not even it's about not your good. body it's about just getting them. off yeah it's not even that's like what, it's not even good like I, I wouldn't yeah. do that I'm not nah. saying people shouldn't but I wouldn't do that again I wouldn't yeah no it's, way it's, yeah. it doesn't appeal to me to be honest it doesn't it's whatever 
Because the fact that I keep forgetting about it, it was that insignificant. Yeah, yeah. Was. It, it shows. And the um, experiences I have had are not something I would like to write home about or tell anyone yeah. about this. But I think the casual sex one is a really important one to... I think a lot of people who are quite creative are particular types and they're looking for a particular type when it comes to relationship. And it's not so easy to find relationships mm, if no, you're a particular not. type. And if you find that in a sexual partner, you get really like, I don't know, I, this is me personally, when I've had sex with someone I actually like, mm. I get really excited, like a little bit too much. <laughs> and you get excited by someone that you can connect with because it's, it's really rare. Yeah. Um, and the same, in the same way that I, for me, if I'm having sex with someone that I like to have sex with, but I can't connect with you, it's not gonna be easy for me to just slide back into like liking you. So it's kind of like two sides of the same coin. Whereas I can have sex with you, but I, I know it's not going to be easy for me to like start having a connection with you because you're not the particular type I'm looking for. But if you're having mm. sex with someone who is that particular type, you're like, shit. Oh, okay. Uh. And you're like, shit. Um, yeah. You could be the fit for me. There's a lot of people that do think women can't have casual sex without catching feelings. And oh, I don't know yeah. what your opinion on, on that is because I think you have said that you feel like we can't. My no, experience I as... I haven't said that. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, of course women can. Like women are human beings the same way yeah. men are human beings. I just yeah. feel, like a, I feel like it might be in the relationship podcast you were talking about. Mm. I feel like we're conditioned to want relationships. But those of us, but some people it's just not, Yeah, it's not what, it's not who they are, you yeah. know? And they're able to just, yeah, just connect with people sexually only. Um, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a conditioning thing. I yeah. Feel. I don't know, but I think... I agree with what you're saying completely. Um, the relationship thing, that's another conversation, yeah. so I won't get into it. Yeah. I do think every woman should, even if it's just once, experience that situation of having sex with someone that you're not into like that. And I do think, I don't think it's a thing of like, oh yeah, woman's gonna catch feelings. Sometimes it's the guy, first yeah, of all. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just think it teaches you stuff about your body on a very not on a spiritual level but on a very animalistic level of the type of stuff that you like that's what i think about that but what about your positive situations because you say there's negatives and positives okay so i will speak i guess about one situation that i had when i was at uni um sorry 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 guys um one situation i had at uni with a guy who um is it's kind of he's he wasn't so interesting but the sex side of it was really, really, really good. And we like tried different things that I wouldn't maybe have been confident enough to say to someone I was seeing because I'm getting to know them. Like maybe I'm thinking I need to do this thing because they're interested in doing it. And mm. it, was, it was really nice, nice and lovely, you might say. And um, for me, that's a really positive experience of it because um, I don't know, like it was really nice. It was like, ugh, I don't know if I should like be really detailed about it. Yeah, it's okay. up to you. Well, he really put his tongue in all the places I was oh. <laughs> Which might not which might not have happened under other circumstances. It might not. Do you know not. what I'm saying? Um yeah. <laughs> that's that's good for you, you know. <laughs> good for you. Actually no, good for you. Cause some there's a lot of women who were like like you said, too scared to say to speak up about mm-hmm. what they want and what they what's happened to them. Yeah. So yeah, the fact that yeah, pat yourself on the back for that one now. What about when we are seeing someone 
and we don't have feelings for them, but we kind of like them and we're having sex with them. And they bring up seeing other girls, right? Or, or, or if you see other guys as well, or if you decide, I want to see other guys. Mm. So I want to have sex with multiple people. Or they want to have sex with multiple people. Polyamory or non-monogamy, you mean? Say that again. So I understand, from what I understand, yeah, uh, polyamory and non-monogamy and poly polygamy, they're all kind of words that, I don't know, I'm not too sure if I understand them, but from what I understand, polyamory is when you have one partner and you sleep with many, many other people. Polygamy, no, wait, that's wrong. I polyamory, think polyamory is when you're in relationships, with lo- not relationships, but like you're all... Yeah, okay, so polyamory everyone. is when you have several kind of like loves and mm. romantic interests, whereas polygamy is when you've got one primary and you've got a lot of like sexual partners. For me... I think I could probably do the second one where I've got one one love and other sexual partners, but I don't know if I could deal with it if my partner had a lot of other romantic interests that were the same level as me. Yeah. So are you is that something you'd wanna do or is that something you would do if it was if the guy said, I wanna do this? Or is that something that you wanna do? Does that make sense? In my in theory I feel like I could do it, but in actuality I don't know if I could actually do it. Like, I feel the same because I watched She's Gotta Have It by Spike Lee and she was seeing three guys. And I was just like, this looks like the life. Like when one of them's annoying you, you just call the other one. They're all really super interested in you. Um, but then if I found out that they were, they had other girls that, so when I called you, you don't always pick up the phone because yes. someone else could be there. I'm like, nah, I don't think, I'm not, I don't know how I feel about that one. Um, so personally, also I've had monogamy drummed into my head since I was born. Uh, I don't feel like that's going anywhere. I feel like um, we all have though. Yeah, we probably all have. I'm just talking about me particularly. So I don't feel like... Have you ever been in a relationship where you could speak with someone else though during that time that you were with someone you actually like? When you say you could, like I was allowed to, not allowed, but do you know what I mean? Or not I allowed did. to, like you could, in your mind, you could uh, see yeah, that happening. Not yeah. cheating, because you would say it consensually. It would be like, okay, I want to sleep with this person. Can I do it, partner? And they would ask you the same kind of way. But have you ever been in a situation where you think, I am not in love or maybe or in like or I'm in a relationship with someone I like and then I could also sleep with this other person? I probably could actually. For me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think about this stuff that much, but yeah. Um, I was actually the person, okay. So when I had, I was in a relationship but it started really fast. Mm. So the beginning stages wasn't like deep feelings or nothing. I yeah. was I was just in like, not in love, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I was gonna go away on holiday um, and I knew, like, I knew there was gonna be a wild type of holiday. Mm. And I, I was actually the person that asked the person basically for a whole pass. Okay. And that started so much trouble anyway. Um, so and then asked asked. I asked for a whole pass, which obviously, no, it didn't happen. But you know what? Obviously, I would not do, I, I don't think, I'm happy that didn't happen anyway. Because I think before I even went on holiday, the feeling started progressing. Yeah. But it did show me, like, forget the fact that we were in a relationship because it started, it happened so fast anyway. But I do think if I just like you, maybe when I was younger, because this was when I was, like, 19 or something, maybe then, maybe, yeah, like, I could, I don't find anything that wrong with, like, if I have, if I like someone, but I sleep with someone else. Um, Especially if it's a one-time thing. Yeah. But 
as I've grown up, I'm kind of moving away from that. Mm-hmm. I'm at the point of just feeling like I don't even like even casual sex. Like I don't feel like having one-time things with random yeah, people 100% at all. Because also a lot of these guys, I feel like a teacher as well. Like a lot of and guys our age as well. I just feel like so many guys who are like early twenties, they not even. I feel like if it's gonna be casual, you need to be teaching me. Like I want to learn something about my body from you. Like I don't want to be feeling like I need to be telling you what to do. So when it comes to casual sex, I want like the the porn star level. You kind of need people twenty five and up, really. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, I think if I do it, it's gotta be older guys. Yeah, to be honest, I think be. that's what the problem is as well. Um. So I just I'm just moving away from thinking like, oh yeah, it's cool. If I like this person, I can also sleep with someone else whatever because it's not a big deal it's just a physical thing you know mm. i was just gonna say um not that i am polyamorous or polygamous or anything but just a point about it um i guess it is really nice i imagine to know that you so your partner can sleep with someone else or sleep with multiple people but still their mind is still with you that's the kind of only way i can like rationalize it because no but my thing my, you know what my thing is I think, first of all, I actually think monogamy is sexy. Like, I think yeah. that the idea of someone is yours and you not belong to someone, but you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, I yeah. find that so sexy. Yeah. And the fact that no one else can please them right now, like, they just want you. Mm-hmm. I find that so sexy. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, I don't also, like, when I'm in a relationship and stuff, like, properly, and, like, I'm in love with them or whatever, I don't feel like, oh, I need to be with someone else mm-hmm. at all. I don't get tempted guys hot guys can walk past me i don't look at them like that i feel like when i was answering your question hannah yes i think i was thinking back of a time but i think which which question is it when you said could you like you like someone and you're seeing them all right um but could you sleep with someone else it it, like from what everyone tara has said the, the the kind of relationship i would like to be in then no Mm. do you know what i mean but the rela- the situations i've been in before i probably could have done do you yeah. know what i mean mm. well because i didn't like them I, I thought i liked them a lot more than maybe i actually did yeah do you know what i mean um but i also think polygamy or polyamory is something that is in theory is exciting because you're with more than one person you get to explore all these different things but actually in in actual practice i don't know if i could do it yeah. i say i'm not a jealous person but i would always kind of be comparing do i do this in the same way that this person does um, that yeah I don't know if I could do it for real. Because people talk about a lot of men, like you see on Twitter a lot, a lot of men talk about, oh yeah, polyamory, blah, 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 blah. But they like the idea of them being polyamorous. But then as soon as the girl... Guys are jealous. Oh, hell yeah. As soon as the girl now is out being polyamorous, then he's going to have... Yeah, exactly. And he's going to have a massive problem with it. So what he wants Mm -hmm. is he wants like a a lineup of hoes he can go to. He wants a sex slave. Yeah, yeah. Or a lineup of hoes. A lot of guys, they want a lineup of girls. So whichever one they decide to pick at the end of it, she's there waiting for him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Most most men want that to be. Because a lot of, in that situation, is like making a guy feel like a god. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's about domination and power. It's not actually about pleasure and like. No, exactly. Those Um, type of guys are the ones I really try and stay away from. Yeah. But um, I do think though, like the way I said, I've grown up and now I'm at a place where like, I actually just want to be having sex with one person. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested. To be honest, it's because like I've grown up and I've experienced things. So when it comes to people who haven't like experienced that many different situations, it may not be the worst thing for them to ex- explore 
multiple people do you know what i mean yeah because the reason i've come to this conclusion about myself is because i learned and i grew and i experienced yeah. stuff so i don't think it makes anyone a bad person if they kind of like want to do that for the sake of exploring and learning about themselves yeah as long as you're not leading people online to people manipulating people yeah i I'm, agree i'm also really glad this conversation hasn't been something that's about like body count and numbers and the oh for god's sake we're chat. not back chat we are so not back i'm so happy <laughs> it's just been about like healthy casual I'm exploration so of your tight. body and not body count when i tell had. you yeah body count doesn't matter i could it does not matter I, I never mention body count i don't care how a many new, girls you slept with a new lot that like there's guys yeah that actually think if they have a high body count it means they're good at sex it doesn't it correlate it does not it correlate does not. it does not and can i also make a point yeah because no no really no i thought about this a lot a lot a lot a lot if you have sex with one person 50 times and one person one time they both get one notch on your body count list they both get one notch that doesn't make any sense do you know what i mean Wait, say like that again. you sleep with a boyfriend for two or three or four or five years, you're with yeah. him for for years. Uh-huh. He's one person you slept with. Then you have one night stand, and they both get the same value. Oh of yeah, sex you. I hear what you mean. Do you, like it makes no sense, and it's really sad. That's really a big point for me when I talk about body count. Right, I'm finished. I'm done with that. With that body count. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to talk about body count in this age. There's a lot of social media and online stuff where you can easily get what you want to get basically um what do you think about tinder in because i know in london it's hard to meet people on a like just dating level yeah um but it's very easy to meet people if you just want to have sex in london because everyone's on tinder it seems oh we're asking me yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay um i have been on a few tinder dates um two can you hear me yeah Mm -hmm. um Two of which have been quite boring and not that interesting. Actually, the first one was kind of boring. The second one was okay, but he was really like keen on like being really overly romantic. And I just didn't like it. Like he asked me after the first date, like, "Is it okay if I kiss you now?" I was like, "Stop, stop asking questions." Uh, and I said no. Guys, don't ask. Just do it. Please, no, but also don't. But I'm glad he asked because I said no. Yeah. Because I said no, but, I'm, but just but just see read, the situation. Read, read the it's the not sexy. Have it's some, not sexy have when they, exactly no. emotional intelligence. Like if you can tell the girl's not on it, just leave it. Like, I ran to the train as soon as I was like, "No, goodbye." Like, I ran away. <laughs> <That is hilarious. laughs> Um, I've had two bad ones and I had one third one which was quite nice um, and that was good and ended in sexual encounters Tinder course you may say please move your hand please move closer <laughs> sorry to yeah, thank like, you kiss this mic. Oh, yeah, like you that. really do almost have you to, have to. Um, yeah. and that was good but it's become like a platonic type thing uh, whereas I feel like meeting someone online can always kind of become a platonic kind of friendship type thing because you haven't met them organically yeah. Um, so I am for Tinder because I know people have had like two year relationships from Tinder. Uh, yeah. What? That's crazy. Um, my friend with the curly hair. Oh yeah. 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 But, Try um, the green mic quickly, sorry. Um, no. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't hear nothing. Oh, okay. But, um, I think it's so much better to meet people in real life. Yeah. I think so. I think we're in an age where people don't have to like be shy or have to get to know people physically or how they are when they're talking and their weird like idiosyncrasies mm. but tinder just cuts that all out and yeah, i think exactly. it's kind of boring yeah me nah i'm, but not, I think I'm not on it i think it's the problem that tinder cuts that out though because i think when you meet someone in person it kind of like they have to get the you have to have the courage to yes. like approach them uh, but all of that's exciting yeah it is and body language and stuff if you if someone excites you their body language when you first meet them 
will kind of say a lot about how they're feeling yeah or like you know like when you because you have your instinct and your intuition mm-hmm. like when you're chilling with a guy the first time um and you've just met them and you can kind of tell like about sex appeal and whatever yeah definitely. you know and like those energies but on tinder if they're good looking cool but if you meet them in person they may not even have sex appeal because there are people in yeah. this world oh, who have no sex appeal tons of people, but you, you know pass them all the time you see them on the bus you see the older oh, jawline is nice but that's yeah. it like it's not yeah. really any, that's, <laughs> what, anything then, that's what i was talking mm. about yeah and but, it's also and, the way they move as well you can exactly. see how someone moves from a picture but Cinder okay. makes people lazy and like for i'm a, I'm a straight woman so i'm gonna talk about guys I think it will make a guy lazy if like he's good looking and he knows he just needs that good picture. Yeah. But he's not gonna make the effort as much. Exactly. And, and I me- personally like guys like almost pursuing me. Like yeah. if I'm serious about you, I wanna be pursued. Definitely. And I wanna make it a bit of a challenge. Like I don't want it to be like, oh, I swipe right, whatever. Yeah. So, so you already know that yeah. I fancy you in the Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. also me, I don't I, I'm I'm a real like like you said, I like the physical world. I like to talk to people face to face i'm not a big texter like i don't actually enjoy it that much um so yeah I, it just doesn't for me i've tried tinder and all the matches never really messaged me anyway and i just felt like someone was t- like it was just a universe telling me this is not for you <laughs> <laughs> someone did once they were like oh you listen to fella and j cole even though i don't listen to j cole but like you listen to fella and j cole and you look like that that's that's dope i was like oh that's a cute message but then it never really went anywhere but sometimes it's with like, you guys have done a podcast from fake deep before and i think that comes across a lot in tinder oh, because yeah? people are really trying to like, like make themselves look like a certain person depending okay. on what they think you are like that's good to know yes exactly because i really can't stand a fake deep guy but that that comes in with them being lazy yeah you know what i mean that's true and it makes them cocky because they know they don't have to try hard and it's also like when you're on that space of tinder everyone know- i'm not sure but i think everyone kind of knows like yeah we we want to have sex or oh, whatever yeah. so if when you're in that space it just makes everyone lazy and cocky so like i don't like messages of like because i was on there literally for 24 hours mm-hmm. and i say 24 hours i deleted after because the messages i was getting was just like hi b or stuff like that yeah. and i don't it was like no effort it was we're big people like, now to be talking about what, what you up to w w yeah. <laughs> how old are we i'm telling you nah, yeah. <laughs> he really angry about w no but i agree though <laughs> Am I not? Am I not a twenty-two-year-old person turning twenty-three this year? Please, to find out we're in school. Me, yeah. Um, I'm excellent. That's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> well, <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, so the idea of black excellence is concept, movement. I don't know what you would call it. Um, I used to be like 100% on board with it. I used to be like, yep, yeah, black excellence, power to the people. Yes, I'm here for it. Black people doing incredible things. Until I was doing interviews for my dissertation. And one girl was talking about, I believe in excellence. And I was like, yeah, cool, me too. And she said, um, it was about DJs and rappers, black female DJs and rappers specifically. specifically. And um, she said, there will be resistance. When you're a black woman who goes up on the stage with a mic and you're gonna rap or you're up there, you're gonna 
you get behind the decks or whatever, people are going to look at you and be like, they're going to be resistant because of your position. And she said, but you kill that with excellence. If you're sick, you're sick, you know, and people are going to resist you. Um, but if you're excellent, you'll dispel that um, resistance. And I kind of, I have a little bit of a problem with that because I don't like the idea that the only way someone's going to see my work as any good. No, that's, that's not the right way to put it. So when people, um, you have to work harder, basically yeah. this idea, or even just to be validated as a human being, you have to be excellent. Not just, oh. it's not just your existence. Yeah. It's not just you living or even being excellent for yourself. Mm -hmm. It's like me being excellent. I'm doing it for the white gaze. And when I say gaze, I mean G A Z E. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 I never thought of it like that. All for the white homosexual. For the gay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I mean for the, the G A Z E. Yeah. Um, so they will see me as a human being. They will be like, oh, you're not like the other niggas. You are a, mm. you are a, an exceptional black. You have transcended race. You are now part of, you're now one of us basically. And I have a real issue with that because you're now saying that my blackness is not, is not valid, is not worthy, just me being me. Mm. I want to be excellent because I want to be sick at the stuff that I do for myself. I don't give a fuck about what white people think about me. And I don't care what the white media think about, about me. I don't care what society thinks about me. I care about what I think about myself, what my community thinks about me. Because um, I do believe excellence is important in tackling erasure and representation. That's really important, but not for the wider dominant society to be like, oh, look at these amazing black people. They're not, they're not all these baboons that scratch themselves. You know what I mean? Like these are actual people. And I'm like, I don't care if you think I'm a person or not. Yeah. I really don't give a fuck about your validation. You know what? I used to feel exactly the same as you feeling about black excellence. Okay. Because I, no, I completely get that. Like, why does it have to be like, I'm excellent because I'm a black person who manages to do that. Do you know what I mean? It's as if, being like being a person of color it makes you um almost like you aren't actually able to do that so once you're able to do something sick then it's like oh you're excellent no no you when, are excellent but what i'm saying is is i don't like the idea of using it for validation no that's what no I mean. yeah that, that's that's what i mean oh, okay but anyway i used to wait do you wanna? i was gonna ask when you say black excellence do you mean things where um black people have to do things that are stereotypically white like for example there's like a black orchestra hashtag black ex excellence like what is Oh, that, I mean, that. yeah, that that could be one example, or someone like um, even like Kanye, Serena Williams, people who just do what they do to the best of their ability. They're the best at what they do, and that's what validates them as humans to white society. Which I'm like, so like they're just sick for themselves. But anyway, not really. Kanye no, like yeah, that. like I used to, I used to completely feel how you're feeling, but now I just I'm starting to feel a bit like, to be honest, we need to be loud about the excellent stuff that we do, just because it gets so overlooked and if we don't be loud about it no one is going to notice it yeah, that's what I, but i agree with that that's what i'm saying it's like be excellent definitely because erasure is real and like the lack of representation is real so the more excellent you are your community will see you and be like oh i could do that too. like that is important. Yeah. but what i what i don't like is when people try and be excellent so that white society will see them as human beings they shouldn't I, but care no about one, that. but no one's trying to be excellent that, some for that reason what do you mean a lot of people are what do you mean a lot so for example like kanye for example yeah like he, oh yeah well you know since what, I mean? what since he married um not just that i think you can kind of tell you know when he was doing 
he's trying to buy there's a really good thread actually by Kalechi I can't remember her surname um and she did a thread about Kanye and how he's trying to buy himself into whiteness and transcend mm. race um I'm talking about that that's what I mean that's what I don't like obviously yeah if black people are doing incredible things and other black people are championing them that's that's amazing and that's really important mm. I'm talking about people who are trying to be like so like Kanye wants to get into the fashion industry and he's trying to um yeah just transcend blackness like it's something he needs to to cast off yeah but then as soon as he so like aspiring to whiteness yeah exactly that's exactly what i mean and perhaps it's better to like (laughs) to transcend the perhaps it's better to take away the black part and add the excellence and put more like positive affirmation to black people excellent brilliant good for when we're doing good things rather than make it into a black excellence thing and what i mean by that is you're doing well because you're doing well rather exactly. than wow you're one of these pe- the, one of the black people that are doing well 100 i agree with you 100%. so it's not erasing blackness but it's making more positive um affirmations mm-hmm. for black people i i yeah both of you um and again it used to be like this but i think we need a little bit more of more time kind of emphasizing when a black person does something amazing or a person of color does something amazing because i still think we had a time especially like 2017 we've kind of taken millions of steps backwards and i feel like we're in some prehistoric time right now with racism and whatever so i do actually think we're not at that point yet where we can completely forget when if someone does something excellent great but we're not at a point when we can't be like a black person did this no i no. Or, we're saying the same or, i really okay we're saying the same thing okay. we really are because also like how when we have awards and like it's the first like the moonlight actor is the first Mahashala black muslim Ali. black yeah. first black muslim which is amazing i think it's just the first muslim in general but yeah first oh black okay muslim as oh, okay well. so things like that when we are still at a point of it's actually the first there's a problem that he's yeah. the first you know what i mean so we aren't there yet when we can't get rid of the the race part of calling someone excellent if that makes sense we're not there yet when we can be like um like this person did something amazing great but we overlook the fact that of the skin color or like their background especially when a person comes from like a really poor background but i i'm actually agreeing with you i'm saying what i don't agree the aspiring to whiteness is probably a better way of putting it okay that is what i really don't like and people sometimes use black oh i hate that yeah as a way of aspiring to rightness that's what i'm talking about that's the bit that i really don't like what everything you're saying i 100 percent completely agree with it's yeah that is the aspiring part that i'm just like no and i don't completely agree that we have moved backwards i think when i'm i don't think we are in a stage where we're not in a racist society but what i mean by that is that people are more willing to pick out issues that they have with racism now um for me i see it as my mum and uh like my grandparents are, were more willing to just let things slide. They mm. saw the racism, but they just let it slide. I think the grandparents are the people that d- maybe didn't see it so much. Whereas we are more, I think, open to saying, okay, it's not good and perfect now, but this is a discussion we need to have. Mm. Um, there needs to be, I don't know, a podcast about it, if that makes sense. So I think in that sense, I feel like we've moved forward. I'm not just talking about going backwards in terms of racism. I'm also thinking about like xenophobia. And stuff like that as well um just because not because of what we talk about like the fact that there's so many more conversations makes me think we've gone backwards because there's something to be talking about i mean 
because there's so many more people who have come out and expressed their hatred so openly. That's what I mean. That's how I feel anyway. In my lifetime. And yeah, I, I feel like I might change how I, how, how I phrase it and say I don't like this aspiring to whiteness because I don't... Cause it's not that I don't feel like you know what aspiring should. to whiteness. It's I hate it, but it's so conditioned. Yeah, really badly. Like from down to even like straightening your hair. Yeah, always always bring up hair. Sorry, um, but even down to that, like it's really conditioned. And I think when when we see Kanye West does it, it hurts because we know that's like we know what he used to be like. Yeah. But there are people who in some communities where it's not like they met someone who made them think, okay, I need to aspire to whiteness. It's conditioned within the community. Yeah. I also think in like the hood as well, it can, there's a lot of aspiration to whiteness in some places. Same in middle class places um, as well. Sometimes yeah. it can be even worse with them because they're almost, they feel like they're almost there. Yeah. You know? So they completely neglect that part of themselves yeah. and maybe where they came from or like mm. just other, they'll look down at other black people like, oh, you're not like, oh, these are my children. You're not like those other nigger children. Like mm. f- that's like a real that's thing. That's real, yeah, that's real. Um, and that I have a, such a such an issue with it. But I think they do that and we, uh, we have issues with stuff like Kanye West and stuff because we are often homogenized and we know that when a black one black person is doing something, it affects us too because mm. that black person is going to be stereotyped, but, which yeah. ultimately means we're doing the same to other people. So I think that we haven't moved past the situation where even we can be like, okay, I don't need to compare myself. (coughs) Jesus Christ. I don't need to compare myself to other black people. I can just be myself and I can be happy in the thing Mm. I'm doing. Because I mean, there's three black women in this room. I don't know if we're all from the same culture or from the same like background or life upbringing or like, you know, richness. I don't know, but but we also still like lump ourselves together a little bit. But that's also for unity. Yeah, there is actually um, what's the oh, the guy who wrote um the new Black Panther comics, Tahisi Coates, something like that. Um, he wrote about this idea of strategic um essentialism. So essentialism is where you all group yourself into this. What it's usually done for you, like a, but um, strategic essentialism is the same thing. Unity, you use it for a common goal. So like because of so and so is happening, you all come together and be like, even though we are all very different. We've got this one thing that puts us that that is a commonality. We come together to fight the, the you know um, the oppression that we face. I'd rather be smoking weed whenever we breathe. Every time you kiss me, don't say that you miss me. Just come get me. So for the second week, second podcast in a row, we actually have a dilemma again because I've got like great friends who are super supportive and send me stuff. Um, so should I just read it out and then yeah alright so in one of my friendship groups there's a girl I'm not tight with we've known each other for five years but if it wasn't for us being in the same friendship group she would have been cut off by now we have nothing in common and I don't get good vibes from her I want to cut her off but I know she'll be hurt and I don't want to cause conflict or disturb the friendship group I feel myself drifting from the group anyway and only speak to the, the other girls individually but she's still invited to motives what should I do please keep it anonymous I kind of need to hear the last part again. Which bit? Um, so this person has a friend that they want to cut off, but the friend's always in the friendship group. Mm-hmm. And she said she wants to cut her off, but I know she'll be hurt. Um, or I want to cut her off, but I know she'll be hurt. And I don't want to cause any conflict or disturb the friendship group. I feel myself drifting from this group anyway and only speak to the other girls individually, but she's still invited to motives. What do I do? I don't think there's anything to do. You you are naturally and gradually going to drift from her because if mm. 
this friendship's not that strong it's not gonna last and you're drifting from the group so it doesn't yeah. really matter about messing up group dynamics because it doesn't sound like it's that tight anyway yeah for me i just feel like it seemed like you were saying yeah, you're drifting from the group anyway yeah and analyze so for example when there's a group like a a, a group meeting or whatever just analyze per one like do i want to go like if you don't yeah. want to go don't go and if yeah. you want to go because like for example it's someone's birthday and you really want to like be there for your friend then go and just don't really and do you know her. is the girl making it awkward for her to be in the environment she doesn't say um but she's obviously feeling awkward if she she's feeling it, it yeah. yeah she's obviously feeling it i also think um i don't know how old is she um she uh, how old is she 20 20 or 20 she's in her 20s she's 20 so, or 19 no 20 20 i feel like groups more one-on-one friendships are way more definitely are way more important than group dynamics yeah, definitely 100 percent. and as you get older you're not gonna really have groups it's gonna be friends do you know yeah, what i mean 100%. so it doesn't it really doesn't matter just carry on because it's gonna drift anyway yeah I feel like if you wanna, sometimes I feel like people do this whole like I'm gonna cut someone off, and it's not really that serious. Like just mm. don't talk to exactly. them anymore. Like everyone makes it. It doesn't. There doesn't need to be a conversation yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, when people talk about I'm gonna cut you off, I need to burn the bridge, and it's you know, dramatic. send send dramatic. like a long like what's it? Um, I'm not saying that this girl would do this, but I'm just saying in general, when people send like all these essays to cut someone off, it it just feels like okay, you don't want them in your life anymore. Then stop talking cool. to them. Exactly. Stop talking to them. Um, especially if you don't get good vibes it's not like you usually people that send a lot of messages do it because they kind of want that person in their life still mm. and they want that person to be like beg them and be like no please don't cut me off i'll, exactly. I'll change yeah. but no one does that you know so just but yeah, most just of the time when you want to cut someone off they also kind of want to cut you off too like they're not feeling your vibe either they're yeah. not cut you off but they're not like crazy about you the friendship yeah. so you don't have to worry about them not yeah i agree i just feel like yeah the, you're already the fact that you're drifting from the group and you're developing individual friendships anyway shows yeah just develop individual friendships with the girls you actually do like and focus on them don't focus on the girl you don't but like. also i don't think people should feel like they need to explain themselves when they drift from someone yeah it doesn't need to be an explanation it just happens in life you know Ooh.